featuring Diderio's proprietary NY steel wire and our impossibly thin protective coating, XS Electric lets you bend further and play longer with a sound that stays timeless. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Perry with Premier Guitar here in Nashville, Tennessee. Today, we're running down the rigs of All That Remains. This is Mike Martin. What's up? Hey, you knew my name. Yeah. I'm proud of that. That's good. You've kind of <laughs> known about your band for a long time. You guys are a little bit of a big deal. Yeah? I've done a couple interviews before. They're like, yeah. hey, this is Mark. And I'm hey. just like, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Man, um, so you guys are out. Um, doing a 15-year anniversary tour of Fall of Ideals, which is yeah. badass. One of yeah. my favorites. I Damn. think that was the record that got me into your band. Awesome, thank um, you. That's for most people, yeah. That's the one that yeah, people mean, heard first. Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of old, so, you know, like, that one, like, happened to me. When, Same. Yeah, <laughs> get it, dude, I get it, dude. So, um, just out of curiosity, like, did you augment your gear or any of your patches or anything like that to accommodate this particular record, or... No, no. I mean, my stuff's been super consistent over the years, yeah. so there really hasn't been much change. I mean, though we're doing the record a half step down from what it's, you know, it was D standard on the album, and we're doing it in C sharp. Um, but that, I mean, that happened a long time ago. That was typically more for, you know, fill vocal and stuff like, you know, take it down a half step. It makes my life a little easier, you know. Oh, totally, totally. Or and it also lines up with like four or five records in our catalog too. So it's like it just makes things easier. Does it feel different playing those songs a step down? Like, does it just a half like, step? Just a, well, yeah, half yeah. step. No, yeah. it doesn't. I mean, if it was if you started to go a step or a step and a half, then it would sound weird. But yeah. we've been doing it in C sharp for a long, long time. So yeah, no, not no. the whole album, but the songs that we do from the album. Speaking of a long, long time, you've been with PRS for a long time, right? Yeah, since 2009. Cool, cool. Let's take a look. What's your number one? Like number one on this tour, um, for, for this one, this is this is my most recent one. It's just a, a custom uh, 24. And uh, yeah, I, with the lighting, I would imagine that looks fantastic. you got to show them the neck. That is so sick. Yeah, this, yeah. Uh, I hate when that. like people ask me about the guitar and I forget to show the neck. Yeah, that but is so I'm glad you said something because yeah. I probably would have forgot to turn it around. I think that is so cool. That but yeah, awesome. I got I gotta say thanks to my friend Brian. He owns a, a guitar shop in Connecticut called Brian's Guitars. He invented this color. I'm not even I'm okay. not even trying to like sell stuff. He just invented this color, and I asked him if I could steal it. And it's called Sub Zero Glow Smoked Burst. Ooh. And I was like, dude, I'm putting in an order. Can I use that color? And he was like, yeah, go ahead. So yeah, that's yeah. Beautiful, thanks, man. Brian. <laughs> Brian, good job, dude. That's yeah. a very, very co cool color combo, man. But I have a lot of custom 24s, and it typically stays mostly the same mahogany, sure. mahogany body. I love the I'm, I love flame maple, but I love quilted maple yeah. more. Uh, this is the first time I got the matching neck, so that was so really nasty. cool. Uh, Paul was kind enough to sign, which I thought was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. The first time that ever happened. He's a good dude. Yeah, and then uh, the the most unorthodox thing would be the EMGs. Obviously, some people are always like, "How do you put EMGs in a PRS?" and it's like, dude, I play high gain music for a living. Yeah. So, but 80, now are those passive? No, they're active. Is it yeah, like an 85 kind of thing? Yeah, we got the battery oh, in there, yeah, which they, you don't see in custom 24s. Well, yeah. the back of this is starting to take a little bit of a beating. Um, yeah, 81, and uh, we got the 66. That's uh, something newer that I started doing because it's got the uh, pull pot. Yeah, it's got sure. the single. You get a little uh, kind of like that single coil sound that you totally. don't really expect out of an EMG. But it's a 66. It sounds awesome. And I use it for like the more ballady songs whenever we do those. Yeah, super clean. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, so. I also love EMGs, man. I, I know it, 
gear kind of comes into, you know, flavor of the week territory mm -hmm. a lot. Passive pickups are kind of real popular right now. Mm -hmm. Me personally, I, I don't think there's anything that sounds better than an active EMG81, man. I think that is such a good metal tone, especially if you're running like a 5150 or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, Our sound guy the whole tour has just been like, your rhythm tone is so good. And I'm it's like, rad, man. I've been using EMGs, God, probably for almost 20 years. Totally, me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I love them. I think, I mean, I don't know if it's because I've been playing them for so long that my ear has just like kind of like I'm, really, I'm totally brainwashed. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> now, have you, with that said, have you tried any other like, you know? Yeah, I've, try, I've tried Fishman's and I think they sound great. And yeah, I think do. I've heard so many good things about so many different models. I have two guitars with the Kill Switch Fishman's in them, yep. the signature ones. And then I've heard great things about Tosin from uh, Animals as Leaders about his and uh, just the Fishman, uh, just the regular ones. Yeah, the yeah. fluent, yeah, probably moderns, like the main, probably, yeah, yeah, the moderns, that's what it was. So those are great, and I, I like, but I like, I like all si sorts of guitars and all sorts of pickups. You know, I like Les Pauls, I like classic guitars. So, I mean, it doesn't always have to, when I, it's nice to take a break from metal when you can, so. Yeah, totally. I don't always want to play EMGs when I'm just sitting around at right, home. Right, right. And you guys are yeah. kind of notoriously into, like, pop music too, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of pop music. Yeah, I listen to a lot of John Mayer. So, that's awesome, like, that's awesome. But yeah, this this is number one for this tour for the first time. Dude, I, I love that. But this has been, this has also been number one. This has been number one for seven years. It's a charcoal cherry burst. Um, <clears throat> yeah. It almost looks like a, a smoked brisket or something with a pink ring. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's so well, cool. Well, that's what a Mark from Periphery calls his finish a brisket burst because it literally looks like a brisket. Yeah. But this was my first ever, like, modified custom 24 that they made for me. It was the, the first time they ever put, like, custom built for me on the back, which I totally flipped out about. That rules. But nothing overly different there. The only thing that... um. Oh, the, the one thing I wanted to mention was the, st the adjustable stop tail. So if, if Paul Reed Smith decided to make a custom 24 with an actual stop tail, he would sell a billion of them. Because everybody's just like, dude, how do you get those? And I'm like, well, they're special orders. Yeah. So yeah, Paul, make a custom 24 with a freaking adjustable stop tail bridge, you'll sell a billion of them. <laughs> yeah, this one, didn't, this one came with 5909s originally, uh -huh, okay. the PRS pickups, which also I really like a lot. Yeah, they, those things so, slam. Man, that thing it looks remarkably good for how, considering how long, how much you guys tour and how two, long you've had it. So, yeah, for 2000, I started in 2015 and I played probably, I don't know, 400 shows. I can't believe that this thing isn't destroyed. It's, it's, I but know. also, I don't, I don't, I don't like. I kind of just stand there on stage. I don't really go crazy. Not, so, you know, no, I'm it? not a very animated guy. And so. I can tell you don't typically wear a big belt buckle because the back of that sucker no, looks clean. That's man. why, dude. With the first time I flipped that new guitar around, there's a couple nicks on it, and I'm actually surprised. I'm like, why did that happen? But 81 and 85 in this one, and same stuff. You know, mahogany. This one has a mahogany neck, mahogany body. Man, I can't get over that neck access. Is so nice, man. Dude, yeah, it's, I just. PRS has just been my thing for a long yeah, time. I'm obsessed. Sick, <laughs> cool. Now, are you guys running multiple tunings? Like, I know that you yeah. are kind of running, you know, most of this um, so half step down, but... the uh, m Mostly everything in C sharp and our latest two records were in B standard. So the cool thing about the... Uh, I don't know if we'll zoom in on that at one point later, sure. but the FC6, we got just that, the pitch shifter. Just like the drop. So instead yeah. of bringing, having to bring more guitars, because obviously this is full, Sure. because everybody goes in here, so I can't bring six guitars with me. Jason can, but I can't. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Yeah, we just got the pitch shifter. It just goes a step from C sharp to B. Which just click it. because then you don't have to fuck with the string tension and changing gauges. Nah, yeah. And, and it, doesn't, it doesn't really mess. It's, it's, if you keep it at a step, 
it doesn't mess with the tone that much. Right, yeah. So if you, if you start going down two steps, three, like Digitech drop pedals and stuff, once you start getting past a step or a step and a half, then you can hear the tone kind of dwindling. Bit, but, but I got to say, man, those things track kind of remarkably well. It's surprising, yeah. especially if you're just going down a step. It's yeah, like, I, use it, I use it on Twitch. Like, I'll stream on Twitch, and I'll, I'll play a guitar in E standard, and I'll just keep using the pedal. And people are just like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, it's just a, the drop pedal, just half step down. It's, so it's like the best invention ever. Yeah, those things are great, man. <laughs> I love that they've included. I mean, XFX kind of has everything that you need, so yeah. that's super, super handy. We've been messing with Drop A on a little bit for the newer stuff that we're working on, so it's going to be another tuning. Yeah, that added to the mix. We'll make things. You more, might have to start playing with the gauges and that. Make, make more complicated, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of complicated, you guys have like a crazy Spartan rig. You're running yeah. XFX. You've got an FC6 controller on stage with you. Um, yeah. Beyond that, there's no cabs, right? Not on this tour. On this tour, it's just been you know with the clean stage lighting thing that we're doing. So nothing, nothing like that. This is probably the first time we've ever done it. I think for a whole tour. But I've been uh, an EVH guy for 11 yep. years, and uh, that's what I'm still using, uh, just on the Axe Effects because we don't have anything on stage. So it's the EVH, you know, 5153 red patch. Yeah, I love which, that one. Which is my yeah, that's uh, what I'm always I, on too. EVH. Yeah. I got a rental. I had an EVH as a rental in Europe in 2011, and I never played anything else after that. Yeah. I, I switched actually that tour because I was like, this is the best head. So I love those things, man. They're I've been obsessed with those for 11 years and yeah, just basically when I when they got the Axe Effects in, I didn't know how to use them at all and I still kind of don't. And I was curve. like, make it, put me on the 5153 patch. <laughs> make yeah. it sound like that. And that's that's all I really needed. That was kind of the, I have an Axe Effects as well and I, one of the things I love about it is like, you can kind of just go to whatever amp that you're accustomed to and it's pretty fucking close right out of the yeah. gate. It's like, okay, I can tweak. I guess from here, but yeah. like, not a not a ton of need for that. Now, are you guys um, running in ears or like how yeah. are you? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, we're doing this. I actually, just got a new pair of '64 audios. This is our Guitar Tech Eddie set. Oh, cool. But '64 uh, audio just made me some amazing new ones. That's the first time I've actually ever felt comfortable with in ears, yeah. and it took about eight years. But yeah, I don't those know. things also have a bit of a learning curve. They yeah. kind of make me uh, seasick. Some people have that yeah. issue. Yeah, well, guess, I couldn't get. I had different companies doing different molds, and like I couldn't get a mold right until 64 Audio did it. So, and I did it mid-tour because I was like, the other ones are hurting me, and yeah. I don't know, it was just a pain. But yeah, we are running in ears. So. Yeah. Now, how are you dealing with like feedback or anything like that? Is you know? Oh, we don't really. Yeah, there's, there, there's occasional nights where you're like kind of in front of the PA and you get a little bit of a little something, yeah. but or the mic, you know, the vocal mic is pick, picking up something, but there hasn't. The thing with the axe effects and all that stuff is just everything's crazy consistent. Yeah. I like sound check for me is useless. Every yeah, time I you know exactly what every time I go up like. to sound check, I'm just like, it sounds exactly like yesterday. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> now, as far as uh, strings, gauges, and picks, all the little nitty gritty details, what do we? What do we yeah, got? we got I uh, got some Ernie Ball picks here. Uh, not Ernie Ball. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about strings already. Uh, Dunlop picks. Uh, just you know, typical. Works, yeah. I've been using the same pick. I got a, a very kindergarten-looking signature. I like that. Um, I write <laughs> could have been a doctor. I write in block letters just because, like, <laughs> I don't know. It kind of makes people mad, and it makes me laugh. So yeah, Dunlop picks, uh, Ernie Ball strings. I've been using Ernie Ball forever. Uh, gauges. I just switched. On, I was using a custom set because I couldn't find one pack, like a right. regular pack. But this tour, I switched to uh, the beefy bottom. Yeah. Which, that, that's kind of the best of both worlds. I, I had that same issue because sometimes, like, you know, you want to play 11s, but it'll come with a wound G and yeah, you no, bend it, no and it sucks. Gs. Yeah, so you're like splitting packs or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So super uh, comfortable on the, you know, the the top three strings, and then the lower end is like, you know, a 54, a 44, and a 32, I think. Yeah. Not so, too bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, dang, that's that's pretty lean and mean, man. 
I really yeah. appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. We're going to... Oh, dude, uh, thank you. Jason, yeah. I love you guys. I'm a big fan. <laughs> hey, likewise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're um, kind of in the exact same spot with Jason. How are you today, man? Good, man. How about you? Doing great. Doing great. Um, this is... This is awesome. I know uh, we got a kind of got a we're getting a sneak peek at something mm -hmm. um, that is about to launch. Let's talk yep. about that. Yeah, sick. So I have uh, this one drops May seventeenth, uh, which you get will pro maybe already know about it by the time you see this. But this is a uh, this is my favorite one so far. It's insane. That finish is nasty. Dude. Yeah. I'm a uh, video game nerd, so I ended up uh, naming it uh, Majora Purple from uh, okay. Legend of Zelda. Yeah, totally. Um, because I don't know if you've played that video game or not, but it's got a the mask main mask in that game is kind of purple, so I like playing off like stuff like that just to have fun with it. But yeah, this thing is insane, and Most we just wanted people. to yeah. yeah we just wanted to change it up a little bit because I've always had ebony, so I just wanted to have like you know some diversity with the sure. lines. Because if you look at like JP stuff, like all of them are so different. There's right. like such a wide range of all the finishes, wood combos, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so we just uh, did the white pickups on this, and I feel like it plays really well Super off nice the... Super nice touch on that, pickups. Yeah. Um, what pickups did you have put in there? Uh, these are Music Man ones, custom to my cool. model. They only exist in uh, my guitars. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, did you have a hand in helping, you know, voice those, or...? Uh, the configuration of the pickup switching, yes. Okay. But not the, um... They kind of already knew what I liked from the JP guitars, and then sure. um, just kind of made, made a slightly different version that catered more to, like, uh the configuration of the pickup switching that I did. Because um, on the old, on the, when I was playing the JPs, the way you would activate the coil tap was you'd have to do the tone knob up uh -huh. like that, which when I'm playing live, like, uh, especially like even for like some of the all the remain stuff, I have to switch really fast from like a uh, really distorted heavy tone and then it goes right into finger picking like classical guitar totally, type yeah. part. So that would be super like, just going from trying to play that, I have to like stop playing for like half a bar just so I can even just go like that to activate right. the coil tap because it's if you can't just be like and then hope for it to go right into the middle um but yeah but having to do that and then that is just like a lot that's a lot yeah, yeah sure. so especially when you're having to switch that fast so we just made it so when you put it right in the middle it goes right to coil tap oh interesting yeah okay because mm -hmm. that's the only sound i really want to use for cleans sure yeah for uh, clean guitar parts so we just eliminated that one motion, so it's a little easier for me live to like get to that sound. Man, that's <clears> beautiful. <throat> How do you feel about the the roasted maple neck? I mean, are, tonally, is there any kind of difference? Do you feel like it affects the sustain at all? Or uh, I haven't noticed too much. I only I mean, started. You guys are also playing pretty high game shit. Yeah, so, yeah, I didn't start playing this one until um, the other day, last Saturday, because uh, I didn't want to like spoil the surprise too hard when it right. drops on May seventeenth. Um, but I just released a new video for my solo stuff. Uh, song called Pumbuchu. It's pretty wild, and uh, I use the seven-string version of this for a part in the song. So I was like, they said that was okay, so I'm gonna start playing it live to kind of like tease it. Now, are they gonna do a production seven and a six-string? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, this yeah. one's gonna be retail. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, this one's gonna be retail uh, for everyone, and then this one is called Empress White, oh. and it is going to be, uh, I believe, it's going to be direct to sale. Uh, just on Ernie Ball's site, and it's going to be like a more BFR, like limited sure, kind sure. of one. Mm -hmm. Man, that's got to be one of the finest sparkle jobs I've ever seen. Like, that is so <laughs> cool. Yeah, it looks insane. I Spar bet it looks great under the lights, too. Oh, which... yeah, sparkles are metal. Yeah, they are, <laughs> man. I, I don't care what anybody says. They're yeah. metal as fuck, dude. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that thing is beautiful. Yeah. Thank you, man. And so I'm guessing same um, configuration. Yep. Yeah, okay, yep. Cool. Uh, this one's got an ebony board, and I think this uh, this sandwich in here, that's actually, it's not a paint or anything. It's a whole slab of wood. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think this one is walnut, if I remember correctly. I do not believe there's a burl top 
uh, underneath because that's kind of pointless. Yeah, it would be pointless. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but also it almost <clears throat> like I love it because it gives it almost like a strange binding. Mm -hmm. You know, it looks. Yep. Oh man, how cool! That's yeah, so because some of the older uh, JPs that I used to have, there was like uh, they wouldn't have a thing like this, but they would mask like the. Uh, if it was a burst color that you could see, that they would mask it with just like a black stripe, sure. the separation of the top and the body. Right. So I was like, oh, I kind of like, I really like that a lot. And they, uh, Ernie Ball uh, came up with this idea. They just like took my idea and made it better. So it's a whole veneer yeah. underneath. And I think the other ones, like the old, um, like our, or the Rorschach that's been sure. out for a while now, uh, I believe this one's maple underneath. Wow, look at that top. Yeah, they're all, they're all insane. And all the, all the pickup routing is the same and all of them. All of, all of these have ebony boards. The only one that's different uh, board uh, fretboard-wise is the new Majora one that's coming out. Gotcha. And then this is the uh, original, the very first one we all launched. We we launched together. This one doesn't have the sandwich underneath gotcha. because it's just got the black burst on the outside. But yeah, now, Music Man makes the best shit. They, they, man, <laughs> that is a beautiful guitar. Dude. <laughs> yeah, so are you insane. playing all four of these, or is it like? Main and a backup, main and a backup. So or? I started with just the red, just the Rorschach and the natural burl, because um, uh, these I didn't have them at the beginning of the tour yet. Sure. Uh, but uh, they said it was cool for me to play them on stage and plug them uh, this tour. So uh, hey, they sent them to me. Golden opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They sent them to yeah. me. So I was like, yeah, sick. Uh, and they look incredible. I had a, I have another song that came out earlier in the tour where I used the seven string version of the white one. So I've been playing this one primarily for like, the past month. show business. You got <laughs> stuff dropping while you're on tour. It's yeah. Insane. And I'll just keep going. So yeah. this is a brand new uh, Dunlop pick. Uh, it's essentially a combination of the uh, Jazz 3s sure. and the Sharps. And the Sharps. Yeah. yeah. Which Ooh, they I love that it's a little thicker than the Sharps because, mm -hmm. man, that is nice. I made it in uh, just uh, or a very specific millimeter just to kind of be obnoxious about it. Yeah. And instead of like 1.38, I was like, let's just be let's just be a dick and just be 1.364. And he was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but man, yeah, that's a, that's a dense, dense, yeah, dense made, little sucker. It's made of Ultex. Um, oh, cool. And I thought it was kind of strange that he said, he was like, we've never done a Jazz 3 size sharp before. I right. was like, really? Which is weird to me. Yeah. yeah. So this is a first for Dunlop, apparently, yeah. a Jazz 3 sized sharp. Because I really like the sharps, the way they go through the strings, but I, don't, I can't use big picks. I've been yeah. playing They're Jazz 3s yeah. uh, since I was a teenager. So I've tried switching to different picks and stuff like that. Like Ernie Ball wanted to uh, have uh, ask me to play the Prodigy. So I gave him a shot for a couple months. And... Um, I picked the Jazz 3 back up after like two, three months, and I was just, I immediately started playing better again. I was like, well, I tried. Oh, you could notice it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wow. I was like, well, I tried. I gave it a shot. Yeah. It's just like, if it's not broke, don't fix it, you know? So, totally. but when I came up with this, now when I play a regular Jazz 3, I'm just like, well, what, what's going on? It's like, this is a, I don't know, it just feels like it, I have to try a little bit less to be just as accurate, if that Absolutely. makes, if that yeah. makes sense. No, that's kind of why I switched to the sharps too. Like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm playing the, the the regular size ones. But yeah. Man, that was a kind of a game changer. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Going from the the green Tortex to the sharps, it's like, oh wow. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Totally different. I have a ton of them. You can keep a couple if you okay, want. Okay. Cool. I yeah. appreciate that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Now, for this tour, um, obviously you guys are running Axe Effects, but are you just at a you know are you setting your Axe Effects up according to like what you would be playing otherwise? You know what I mean? Like, are kind you kind of. Are you running patches that would be like, you know, I don't know, like Born of Osiris or Chelsea Grin patches, or is that like something totally uh, different now for this band? Uh, well, I've kind of, um, I think this patch that I have now is, was more catered in my first solo album, because uh, the first solo album, the guy, uh, my friend who mixed it, uh, Taylor Larson, he came up with the idea of like, for the rhythm tone being um, 
this crazy elaborate thing that's like would be practically impossible to replicate unless you're just an ultra nerd and like know how Pro Tools and all that stuff works. So he did three separate layers, two of which was a Friedman small box, which is what yeah. my main rhythm patch is on here is the Friedman sure. HBE, I think is the name of it. I'd have to look, I can't even remember. Um, it's, uh, I usually just kind of like up, I update and just tweak it as the new models come out and sure. stuff like that. It's like, it's very, it's a lot to start a patch from scratch in these things. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it's essentially just like you're doing what you would with a regular setup. It's just all digital clicking. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Mm -hmm. But for touring, just having this instead of like having to do all of that, it's like right. so many less factors that God, can go wrong. The cartage alone must be saving you thousands oh, yeah. of dollars. Yeah. In I view, mean, yeah. this is it. This is our live setup. I you love know, it. The yeah. whole thing besides lights and uh, sure. drum kit up there. But yeah, this is it. All guitar, bass, in-ears, mixer, all that stuff Leaner for all of it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, just the consistency of it is incredible. Uh, so many less factors that can go wrong, like having like a pedal board or something like that. It's sure. like, if you got some weird noise, you know, it's like, all right, which power supply is it? Which pedal connector is it? Which pedal is it? So yeah, it could be a million things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So this is just way more streamlined and efficient and just much less moving parts. And it sounds plenty good. It right, sounds right. sick. Now, mm -hmm. as far as your controllers, Mike was saying he's kind of doesn't know a whole lot about Axe FX and that you pretty much did the whole thing for him. Yeah. Which is good, <laughs> good on you. Good on you. So are you setting it up like, um, here's my rhythm tone, here's my lead tone, here's my clean? Yeah, or? it's pretty straightforward. Okay. Um, but we automate all of it now, fortunately. So everything, gotcha. the whole set is uh, to click because there there are some tracks every, na every now and then. Uh, no, we use Pro Tools for whatever reason, okay. which is, uh, I don't know, it's ballsy. For yeah, live. that's ballsy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, I love Pro Tools. It's my main DAW that I have at home. Sure. I have like all the interfaces, like HDX cards and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like I love Pro Tools, but. Because um, we see automated set lists a lot. Mm -hmm. And I, I think this has got to be the first time I've ever seen a Pro Tools automated Dream Theater set. uses Pro Tools. Really? Yep. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I even saw that too and I asked them, I was like, that's brave. And they're like, eh, it's fine. So, but they have re they have redundant setups and sure. all that stuff. Yeah, so yeah. um You you Ernie Ball dudes are into the into the Pro Tools. <laughs> I mean I love Pro Tools. It's like a video game for me. Like I pretty much right. just force myself to learn every single key command I possibly well, fuck, could. You, it's you just, got into this game when you were so young that that's probably like a fucking second like like you know, like a native yeah, language. Yeah, this one is now. Me. I've been using Pro Tools for like a decade now. Right, like right. I went through a, a lot of other DAWs. I started with, um, actually I did my first recordings ever on an eight track. My dad had an old Tascam. Like a Tascam. Yeah, 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 and he showed me how to use it and I was just recording things not to metronome at all. Yeah. Like it was, uh, yeah, those recordings are hilarious to go back and listen to now, but that was like some of my first stuff. And Man. then he had New Window, or no, I think he had like Cubase, Cubase 4 yeah. or something like that and figured out how to use Drumagog for me. So I would export my Guitar Pro MIDI individually, like each drum, and then trigger like Drumagog sounds from the Guitar Pro MIDI, like to try and make like death metal stuff when sure. I was in high school and shit like that. Uh, and then New Window, Logic, uh, and then I just forced myself to learn Pro Tools and I've just totally. stuck with that. Man, mm. honestly, I bet like you, like your your first recording equipment being uh, an eight track, mm -hmm. probably did kind of set like you know a, a good foundation, because I, you know most of us kind of are yeah. geared towards you know mm -hmm. what recording was twenty years ago. You know yep. what I mean? And it's so different now that that kind of gives you a leg up. Yeah, yep. I think it was just like the drums were just like one mic in front <laughs> of the kit or something like that. I can't even remember. It wasn't elaborate by any means at all, yeah. but. Then he was like, yeah, Sergeant Peppers recorded the whole thing on a, or beat, they did that on a four track. So they would just like mix down the three, I believe, and then print it to later on the tape and then add three more and just keep doing that yeah. like over and over again. I think, don't quote me, but I think that that's what it did. Would make sense because that record is 
I mean, first time, like, just like so much tape saturation on this. You know, yeah. it's just warm and mm -hmm. vintage. You know <clears throat> yep, I mean? yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. Well, man, thank you so much for taking the time. Actually, before we leave, uh, strings and gauges. Um, so I've kind of um, I'm not too picky anymore of like what kind of Ernie ball string I use. They're all sick. Yeah. Like the Cobalt's Paradigms, just the regular Slinkies. They all sound incredible. Um, but so right now, I think I'm using Paradigms. I don't know, there's a uh, Paradigm pack up there, so. Totally, yeah. <laughs> probably. Yeah, <laughs> probably yeah, yeah, yeah. Paradigm right now. But uh, the other main stuff is in C-sharp, so I use 11s for that. It's like a good balance between staying in tune and not destroying your fingers for like step and a half, one and a half step bends totally. and things like that. Um, but in standard tuning now, a couple of my solo songs, um, they're in standard tuning, and I was talking to my uh, friend Andre Nieri. I don't know if you've heard or heard of him before, but dude's a freak guitar player, and he was like, "Dude, try nine and a halfs." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> like it's like I don't know. You wouldn't think that 0.5 difference would make such a significant like change, but it kind of did. Like really? I, I wasn't a fan of nines because they were too squirrely. I would yeah. like overcompensate for bends and stuff like that. Overbend. But yeah. if I wasn't playing enough, like if I was like, you know, like, like a two week break or something like that, and then I go back to it, just like tens are like, would kind of destroy my fingers a little bit. Yeah. Nine and a half is just like that perfect like middle point in standard tuning. Interesting. Huh. In my opinion. But yeah, Ernie Ball just dropped the Turbo Slinkies, I think they're called, and that's their new nine and a half pack. Those are only like a year or two old. Now, are, <clears> so every, every string gauge is like a half gauge? And the whole uh, pack? I would like to do that maybe at some point, but not. They don't offer that right okay, now. Gotcha. I could probably like custom order, like so it, so what, get like, like the, singles. The but three high, your three high strings are half gauges or something. I think it might yeah. just be the top one. I don't know. I, yeah. I'd have to double check. I don't remember the every string off totally, the top of my yeah. head. I usually just say nines or tens yeah, or elevens, yeah. and then. But uh, the seven strings too. I would use uh, ten to fifty six for standard, and then. Uh, well, nine and a half now, sure. and then uh, eleven to fifty-eight, I think, for a step and a half down. Most of my solo stuff is in drop G, so G D G C F A D. <laughs> yeah, it's just one step down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's heavy. Yeah, it's heavy as hell. Uh, yeah. Now, is that something that you're having to compensate with, you know, your setups, or is it all in the Axe Effects where you're just using some sort of drop? Uh, no, all of this whole set that we're doing right now is all in uh, C sharp, so right, we don't right. have to do anything like that, fortunately. But Mike, um, he would wouldn't want to change guitars, so I put a pitcher. Oh, that's why thing. you did that for him. Okay. Yeah, so he doesn't want to change guitars, so it was like I would change guitars just because it messes with the sound a little bit, and you get like a little bit of like millisecond latency, which sure. I'm not yeah. a fan of, and I have so many guitars, so just like screw it, it'll just yeah, you're cha all, just change guitars. Really a lot quick. of notes in a minute, so you probably actually <laughs> really noticed that quite a bit. Yeah, yeah totally. you can definitely hear it. It's mostly a tone thing for me. It's just I would just rather change guitars real quick. Yeah, yeah, and we have Eddie our tech who's incredible, so it's just very fast. Just hand it off real quick. Right on, man. Well, <clears throat> thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us yeah. about your sick new guitars. I'm excited about those, man. Me as well. Yeah, look at that. Look at that thing. Thank you guys That's so much for watching. Uh, stay tuned for more rig rundowns, riff rundowns, video lessons, all that fun stuff. Later. Sick.